Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. It is Thursday. It is one day away from the weekend, and I'm super pumped about that. I'm excited to be able to spend some time with family and um, hopefully get out to a couple stores and see if there's anything around me. There's been a lot of big sales at Burlington. I think I saw a store completely cleaned out on social media today, which was really interesting because typically you don't really see that on Burlington. They usually don't have the entire store cleaned out, but with the way things have been going and with the 50% off sale that they've been running there, it's been absolute craziness. So I would encourage you if your Burlington's opening up soon, I'd get out there. There's been a lot of long lines, but you can make a lot of money if you know what you're looking for and you're willing to drop a little bit of capital to get those shoes at 50% off of what they usually are. So Ross has been fired too. There's been a lot of good stuff there. Seen a couple pairs of Ultra Boost pop up on people's Instagrams for like 30 bucks, which is a steal for Ultra Boost. Um, Those retail usually around 180 to 200 bucks and Ross usually has them for around 60 bucks. So 30 bucks is 50% off of that. That'd be a huge steal if you could find those. Even if they're just for personal, they're super comfy shoe. I can't stress that enough. They're, they're, one of the comfiest shoes you can buy right now. So those Ultra Boosts would be nice to pick up. I would like to have a pair. I'm kind of upset that I didn't pick up or hold on to the Parley Ultra Boost that I found at the beginning of quarantine, right before everything kind of hit. I had found a bunch of pairs and I picked them up, thinking that they would do really well in the long term. And then I ended up returning them all because I kind of saw what was about to happen and wanted to get as much money back as I could to hold and then reinvest whenever I saw a better opportunity. But kind of missing out on having those right now because that size 10 and a half Ultra Boost would be really, really nice for the summer. So I'm going to be looking for a pair of those, but there's just, there's a lot of opportunity right now. And I think that for us as resellers, it's just good to keep your eyes out for that. All these different stores, whether it be Marshalls or Ross or Burlington, all these stores that are about to open up, or that are already opened up are having huge sales and they're going to be getting in a lot of inventory. I believe that they're probably going to be getting trucks daily like they did in Q4 of 2019 just because they're going to have so much inventory backed up in their warehouse that they're not going to know what to do with it. So they're going to have to pump it out to the stores. They're going to have to sell it at super, super low margins to keep things moving to recoup their money and reinvest it in better places just like we do but at a much larger scale. So that's something that I'm going to be excited for. I am very excited to get back out and look for some of that stuff, but also excited to keep doing retail arbitrage and hopefully making some good money that way. So that's really what I'm up to recently. But today's been really good. I haven't had a ton of sales. I was actually walking out of work and my phone dinged and I had an offer for a pair of Nike shoes I picked up at Burlington probably in February, I think. And, um, they were a pair of Nike SB Gattos, I think is what they were called. They were like a white shoe with tan bottoms, almost like a gum sole. And they were a pretty clean shoe. I liked them a little bit, but I just didn't really think I could see myself wearing them that much. And I get, I got a pretty decent offer. I think I got an offer for about 70 bucks. I spent like 30 on them. So after everything was said and done, I was probably set to make about 30 bucks on that pair of shoes. So... Right now, with the way things have been and my shoe inventory, I'm really trying to hold the shoes that I see going up a significant amount this year 
and I'm looking to hold some of the shoes like the Vapor Maxes I picked up because Vapor Maxes are just, they're such a nice shoe. They're really, really comfy. They are a high-end shoe for Nike. They usually sell around 200 bucks is what they retail at. So to be able to get a bunch of pairs of those for 50 and 60 bucks like people were before quarantine when they were hitting Ross very, very heavily, it's just a huge steal. And I got a pair that was not doing super well before quarantine, but I got them in a pretty popular women's size and I could see them doing really well sometime around beginning to mid-summer, just when people are looking for that summer shoe to wear. When things start opening back up, people are gonna get back to working, they're gonna be spending money, which I, it's just crazy to me how much money is being spent right now when people don't have jobs. It's, it's actually wild. I never thought that this would happen. I never could have seen this much of a spending spree going on, but you know, when people are bored, they're gonna spend money. So it's it's just the way people are. And so for us, that's really good. I've been doing really well with that. The other thing I sold when I was walking out was a coffee mug set that I got at a garage sale last summer. And I've done really, really well with mugs. I don't think a lot of people like mugs. I typically don't go for coffee cups, but they are a lot of fun for me. I think that they're interesting. I think you can do a lot with them. I think depending on your your eye for things, you can see a mug in a different light than most people would. And depending on the way you brand it and the different platforms you list it on, you can get a sale for a mug that most people couldn't if you have an eye for that sort of thing. And the other thing that I like about mugs is that you can pair them up together. So if you see two mugs that are similar, you can sell them as a set and you basically get them for a super cheap cost, thinking like 25 cents a mug. The difference between 25 cents and 50 cents is so small, but that could double the resale value. And now you're only shipping with one package, you save on shipping, you double the amount that you sold for, and you really didn't raise your cost at all. 25 cents is nothing. So to be able to do that is huge. And I sold a pair of Kellogg's coffee mugs that were honestly not that special. One had Toucan Sam on them, and one had Toucan Sam, and one had Tony the Tiger. And there wasn't anything that crazy about them. They were just white mugs with a picture of each character's face on it. And it may have said like the catchphrases of both of the cereals where Tony was saying they're great and Toucan Sam might have said something or he might have just had some Fruit Loops with them. But there wasn't anything that special about these mugs but for whatever reason somebody felt that they were that special because they bought them for 20 bucks for the set and I ended up making 16 bucks on them and that's not that much that's an old item I'm happy to move it but I'm just thinking 50 cents to 16 dollars is something that a lot of people could really use and if you can start to do that consistently with different items you can really start to build up your capital and start to make a little extra money for yourself that can help you support yourself during this time, that can help you support your family regularly, that can help you maybe take somebody out to dinner that you, like a spouse or a significant other or, or anything. You can get extra money for yourself or you can even scale it out and build a business out of it. But for me, it's interesting because I've had these coffee mugs listed on eBay for months and they've been up there they have had not they've had no views they've had no views on mercari it's been really really slow on those platforms and then when quarantine hit i was having a lot of free time at home and i listed probably about 
100, 150 items on Poshmark from eBay. And that seems like a lot, but I have it down to a system where I can probably list a Poshmark item every 30 seconds if I really wanted to. So it's really not that hard to list 150 items when you have a lot of free time at home. So I listed them and I've seen a lot of sales start to come in on Poshmark. And Poshmark kind of, it's kind of not as sweet of a deal as eBay because you are paying 20% of whatever your final sale price is. I would not recommend it for a pair of like hype shoes unless you're selling them at a markup significantly higher than what you could sell them on eBay for because eBay has no fees at all for sneakers. But for items like coffee mugs and stuff, Poshmark is also a home goods store. It's like they combined TJ Maxx and Home Goods and made one store online with it and, you know, sprinkled in some designer brands and stuff. It's really, really good for that. And me sitting there thinking, I've sold multiple coffee mugs on Poshmark. Each time they sell on Poshmark, they sell for roughly two to three times what they would on eBay. And looking at these sales on there, looking at the sales I make on Mercari and looking at the sales that I make on different platforms, it's really opened my eyes to how important it is to use these smaller sites to cross-list and why they are so important to have because they are so they are so niched down from what you can sell on eBay. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today. I'm talking about why it's important to get on these sites that are have more of like a niche or more of a vibe to them than eBay does. eBay is like if you walked into Walmart. It is the Walmart of used goods. They have everything you'd ever want. You can find almost anything you would ever desire on eBay. It's there, you can buy it and ship it to your house and it's super easy. But with that, there are so many users, there are so many sellers. eBay is so scaled out, so many people use it and it's a lot easier to get a lot of views on your item. But the problem is a lot of those views aren't meaningful. When people do a lot of marketing and they look at doing Facebook ads and they look at doing different types of ads like that, they want to target people based off of the end consumer of their product. So when you're selling a a coffee mug or a tea mug that says tea time on it, you're not going to target a blue collar guy who goes to work every morning at a steel mill. He's not going to want a coffee mug that says tea time. You're going to target maybe somebody who is a stay-at-home mom or maybe just somebody who likes tea and you may look up different people's Facebook information and kind of be able to base your stuff off of that. That's just how it works. And that's not to say some guy in a steel mill wouldn't want a tea time mug, but just we're playing the odds here. So when you're doing that, you're finding somebody who is more likely to buy your item. You wanna get views on your item, you wanna get eyes on your item, but you don't want meaningless views and meaningless eyes. You don't want random people doing it. You want people who want the item to view it so that they will buy it. You don't want somebody who doesn't want your item viewing your item. That serves you zero purpose, unless they're buying it for somebody who wants it. You know what I mean? It's not one of those things where you just want any person viewing it. And so with these platforms like Poshmark, which is geared towards clothes, which is geared towards home goods, which has a more fashion hipster kind of vibe to it. You can do a lot more with Poshmark than you can on eBay, depending on what items you're trying to sell. For me, coffee mugs and any sort of home goods kind of stuff or any sort of new with tags items, 
I make sure I get on Poshmark and list those items because they do really well on there. People go to Poshmark to feel like they're in some sort of boutique. They go to Poshmark because they want home goods. They like to find vintage apparel, vintage coffee mugs, vintage home good items on Poshmark. It makes them feel good. That's just kind of their thing. It's almost like a thrift store combined with a home goods, combined with a Marshalls. It's just a different vibe. And people go there to find a specific set of items. And if you have those items, typically you can sell them for more money on Poshmark and make a lot more money on there than you would on an eBay or or a place like, well, that's really the only one that sells everything other than Mercari. But Mercari, I find that I sell a lot a lot of different items that don't sell on eBay, I'll sell on Mercari for a lot more. And it's just these platforms that have a much smaller user base, both as sellers and as buyers. So that's really what I think is a huge tip for somebody who's starting out. If you've been doing this for a while, it's not really that beneficial to you. You probably have you probably are already doing this is what I'm saying. It's beneficial if you haven't done this before, but if it's going to ruin your business trying to jump into another platform and it's going to take your focus away from your own thing, then maybe it's not for you. But if you are new and you're looking for how to scale out and how to get more people to view your item and how to possibly sell an item for more money than it's typically going on eBay, it's good to look at Mercari. It's good to look at Poshmark. These apps like Goat and StockX and Kitizen is another one. Kitizen, for any of you parents out there, Kitizen is a fantastic app for you to resell on. It's like 12% plus I think 50 cents for each sale that you make. But what you're doing on Kitizen is you're selling kids clothes. It's it's geared, it's like Poshmark for children, but you're, the parents are buying it. There's not kids going on there that are like eight years old using credit cards, the parents are doing it. So you're selling your kids used clothes that they outgrew because kids grow really fast and you're selling them for money, which a lot of times you can't sell. You really can't get that much money on eBay for kids' clothes. You can hardly ever move them at a garage sale because they're usually not something somebody wants. But when you have an app that's geared towards people that is specifically made for people to buy kids' clothing on, the people on there want to buy kids' clothing. You're not going to find me showing up on that app to buy anything because I don't have any kids and I don't want your used kids' clothing. But it's the same thing with a garage sale. If I walk up to a garage sale and they only have kids' clothes, I'm going to walk away. But what you're finding on Kitizen is a lot of people that want kids clothes. And so they're going to come on there. They're going to want to buy your item. And you have a much higher chance of making a sale on Kitizen for used kids clothing than you will on eBay because most of the people on eBay don't care about used kids clothing. Or if they do, they may not want yours because there's so many other pieces of clothing to choose from. Kitizen's a relatively new platform. There's not that many people on it. I see a lot of Poshmark sellers transitioning over to Kitizen. It's it's something that you can get selling on. And it works like this for Mercari and Poshmark and any of these other selling apps. I think um, the Real Real is another one. And then there is one for selling used clothing. ThreadUp. ThreadUp's another one that people do really well on. So you just you have to branch out a little bit and try these other platforms. You can oftentimes sell items that you can't normally sell just on eBay or just on Mercari. You can sell them for more money on these other platforms. Now, Mercari is really good for selling stuffed animals. I I should honestly make another podcast on just selling stuffed animals on Mercari because it's actually ridiculous. I will buy stuffed animals 
specifically with the intent of listing them on Mercari because I know for whatever reason, millennials like to spend $10 on stuffed animals plus pay the $10 shipping on Mercari. I don't know why. I don't know what's possessing people to do this. But I mean, the only thought that I have is that somebody sees an animal that they had as a kid, they're now old enough where they have their own children and they think, I liked that. That is something that reminds me of my childhood and maybe they are fond of their childhood. So they want their kid to also have a good childhood. So they buy them that animal. Plus it brings back the nostalgia for the parent. And you know, it's just a whole combination of factors. But for whatever reason, people like to buy stuffed animals for at least 10 bucks on Mercari. So I sell a lot of stuffed animals on Mercari and I don't move them that well on eBay at all. You sell an item on eBay that is a stuffed animal once every couple months. That's what I typically find. You may do a better job. You may have better stuffed animals. I typically sell one every couple months. I make a sale on eBay for a stuffed animal. Mercari, if I'm active on Mercari, if I'm listing daily, if I'm promoting daily, which a lot of the time I'm not, I typically can sell stuffed animals pretty quick. That's what I'm listing. And you sell them pretty quickly. You make good money on them. You're taking a free to $1 item and selling it for $10 and up. You're doing really well with these kind of flips. I think that it's a really underutilized platform for different things that people like stuffed animals or or different things like that that people typically don't see the value in. So I would encourage you to try these other platforms. You know, if you have a kid who's outgrown all their old clothing and you're looking to get some money right now, Kidizen would be perfect. If you like to do Ross finds, and you want to list these shoes that are brand new, but they don't have the box, well, you can't do that on StockX, but you can do that on eBay. Typically though, sometimes you can't sell them on eBay. It's super saturated. So you move over to Goat or you move to Mercari or Poshmark, and you list those shoes for a higher price than you would get on eBay, and you end up making the sale. If you like to list new shoes that from Marshalls in the box, you go to StockX, you can get sometimes more money there than you can on eBay. That's not as common. eBay, I typically get more money for for new shoes in the box, but that's besides the point. Poshmark, you can do a lot of home goods, do a lot of clothing, do a lot of men's clothing, women's clothing, vintage clothing, new clothing, whatever kind of clothing you have, you can typically upcharge a little bit on Poshmark. People wanna pay for it. I don't know why. I don't know why people like to pay more money, but regardless, people like the feeling of, of like they are getting something that is worth value. And when they're on Poshmark, they pay up a little bit. They'll pay up for clothing, they'll pay up for home goods, coffee mugs, decorations, whatever you're selling on there, you can typically net a little bit of a higher price. Now, sometimes that's negated by the 20% off uh, or the 20% cut that Poshmark takes. But at the same time, if you're moving the item on Poshmark for the same amount you get on eBay, at least you move the item at all. So it's just good to keep that in mind. That's something that I think is super important that a lot of people don't realize. I don't think they realize the power of these small platforms. It's, it's one of these things where you're able to make sometimes more sales of random items on these small platforms because they're so, they're so geared towards a certain type of people that those people want the item already. They're already looking for that kind of item. It's just better for selling. You're not gonna find that random biker dude who sees your stuffed rabbit and wants to buy it. He's looking to buy a leather jacket. And you know, where somebody on Kitizen they're probably not looking for a leather jacket that's a size men's double XL. You know what I mean? It's one of these things where they're looking for stuffed animals for their kids. They're looking for used clothing for their kids. So you want to be able to list on platforms that have a specific buyer in mind 
that will be willing to pay for the item that you have. So that being said, I think that is a huge tip for you if you're starting out or if you've been doing it a while and you're looking to branch out a little more. It's more of a challenge sometimes because you have to remember to take items off of different platforms as they sell. I oftentimes forget and very, very rarely do I double sell an item, but that's not to say I don't do it occasionally. I just message the buyer and say that, hey, it's not letting me ship the item to you and they're usually fine with it. So that's what ends up happening and then I'm good to go. But that's really what I wanted to talk about today. I don't really I don't really see any downside to it. I only see upside and I think it's a great way to help grow your business, make a little bit extra money for yourself. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the Nike Dunks came out today, the Brazil colorway, it was green and yellow. And I completely whiffed on the drop. I didn't get a single pair. I didn't get any raffles that I won um, or anything like that. And then the Nike sneakers release, I did not get any pairs on at all. So that was a huge, a huge whiff. I think I had myself, I had three different devices and then my girlfriend was on her iPhone. And then I think both of my parents were on their phones and even my sister may have been on her phone to try and get a pair and none of us got a pair. So that's just the way sneakers is. Typically you won't get a pair. If you're doing more than one device, you have a much better chance, but there's a lot of times you just take L's and that's the way it goes. I'm looking forward a lot to this weekend. I think, not really sure what's happening with Easy Supply, but I see that there is something that may be brewing with them or with Adidas. I'm trying to keep an eye on that. But with that going on, and then next week with the Chunky Dunkies coming out, I don't know if you heard about those, but the uh, Nike did a collab with Ben and Jerry's where they kind of made a shoe that looks like the like the carton that they sell their ice cream in so that's really cool they look really really good a lot of people think they're weird i think they're fantastic i think that the shoe looks amazing it is a hundred bucks retail resale will probably be way over a thousand bucks looking at anywhere from a thousand to sixteen hundred dollars depending on the sizing you get it's going to be a really profitable shoe i would really encourage you to go after it hopefully make yourself some money so that is my little spiel for the day i I can't encourage you enough to go after other platforms. I can't encourage you enough to go after these sneaker releases. A lot of times it's 10 minutes of your time for 50 to several hundred dollars in profit. So just keep that in mind. Try and learn a little bit. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram or Twitter. I'd love to help you out. But I'm going to go. Hope you guys have a great evening and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I'll get with you guys tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.